Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. It's the kid XAB. What's good, y'all? It's your boy D Flow. Um Yo, this week has been trashed. There's really not that much to talk about. So this is going to be a, <laughs> a quick, fun-ass episode. It's me and D-Flow. This nigga distinguished abandoned his fans. So I want y'all to go in his DM and tell him that he is a fuck nigga for abandoning y'all. That That's all I need. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Light his ass on fire. All pun intended. <laughs> that's fact. Nah, he's out uh, doing an interview for a show that he did um, not too Facts. long ago. I encourage everybody to go. I think he has another show coming up sometime soon. So, um, yep. yeah, go go check him out. Uh, go to his Instagram page. Check out his last performance. He did a lot of poetry and things like that. And look out for the next performance. But um, Facts, yo, facts. D-Flow, you got any all-man moments or anything anything of the sort? Nah, man. Um... Nah, actually, it, it's been chill, man. It's been a chill week. Not none, um, none crazy, you know. My man's none life crazy is golden. Been happening. Living his life like it's golden. I swear. That's it, man. <laughs> Just trying to take things one day at a time, bro. Nah, I hear that. Oh, what? What about me? Do I have a fucking on man moment? Um. Nah, I got. I I gotta say, son. I gotta say, a lot of things in this last month have been going in a very interesting direction positively. And um, I can't complain on that front. And I guess for the listeners, we'll get more in-depth about that, um, you know, when things are a little bit more settled. But I feel like we got a lot of dope things coming up, bro. A lot of of positive things. Man, I'm excited to see how things work. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited at the same time. I'm nervous because, you know, we can only hope things go as smooth as possible. But I'm excited because there's a lot of possible great things happening. But, you know, as we get older, we start to become a bit more pragmatic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of changes in our lives, man. There's a lot of man concrete changes happening. A lot of, like, not just subtle little things. I feel for everybody. And I don't know if... Distinguished uh, released his news on here last week, so I'm not going to say too much. Oh, he did. He did talk yeah. about having a new yeah, job. Yeah, he, he did. I'm not going. I'm not going to say too much about it, but I think we should do an episode, um, maybe even a Patreon exclusive, where we talk about all these things once they kind of, once they kind of settle in. 
You know what I mean? I'm excited, man. I mean, we we approaching a, a buck fifty in these episodes, man. We approaching a buck fifty in these episodes. So that might so be a good time to a, do it. That might yeah. be a good time for, to do it, and you know, let let the fans in a bit more in depth into our some of our our major moves happening. I do want to say this. I want to thank every fan that reached out this week about last week's episode. Like me and the fellas knew that last week's episode was good once we got off it. Because the energy was just a hundred percent right. Like through the whole <laughs> episode, we was dying, we were laughing. So when we got off, we even said we was like, "Yo, this was a fucking great episode." But to Facts. hear that all of y'all out there really enjoyed that episode for whatever your reasons, I heard people say they enjoyed the conversation that we had regarding Gabriel Union. Some people was like, "Yo, we were scared at first because this nigga distinguished said." Yo, it doesn't surprise me that she got raped. I'm a fans. <laughs> that part of the conversation scared me too. Yeah. I'm a let y'all know. Listen, I almost locked off. I wasn't sure. I, was I didn't like, know I what the fuck this it. nigga was I, talking about. I honestly did. He was like, I'm not surprised. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna let him clarify before I jump in. I don't want to step on the point. Maybe he's going somewhere with this. And he was. He was. So I was and excited. He was. He was. Yeah, but uh some Thank people God. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Some people enjoyed that conversation. Some people enjoyed other parts of the conversation we had last week. And so, you know, it's always amazing to hear uh, fan feedback and continue to do that. Continue to hit us up in the inbox. Continue to reach out to us on whatever socials. Like, we love the feedback. And, yo, share the show to other people. If y'all enjoying this shit, that means other people going to enjoy it, too. Please, we need y'all to share these episodes. We're making these fire content. We need more people to hear it. Just for y'all niggas. Y'all niggas are selfish. Share this shit, damn it. We have some selfish fans, man. Like, (laughs) Listen. All of y'all, we see see the numbers. We know y'all listening. Share the show to more people. That's a fact. You know, Share the show to more people, man. We would love to get to certain levels where we can celebrate y'all in the way that we would love to do. Now, I'm going to keep Facts. saying it, the love, because I don't want to go into detail. But in order for us to do that, <laughs> we need more of y'all motherfuckers on, on board. So the shows could be fact. bigger. The You know what I mean? The content could be greater and we could get some more celebrity guests on here. Like... I love the interviews that we do with celebrities, but we want to start bringing them to our office and sitting them down on the couch. And um, in order to get the real conversations that I know y'all want, you know we ask the real questions. So in order for that to happen, we just we need some more niggas on board. So make sure y'all sharing these episodes to your friends and family that you think will enjoy this podcast. Um, That's 100% fact. With that being said, let's just get straight into the shit. Like I said before, this is going to be a short, sweet, and fun-ass episode. So naturally, we got to start with Will and Jada. Because these niggas out here talk about... they. Every time they talk about their marriage, some shit go left. So Will was talking about how he feels like marriage can't be a prison. And there was at one point in his life where, I guess when he was talking to his marriage coach, he was interested. He was like, yo, I would love to have other people involved in the marriage, one being Holly Berry. He was like, I would love to date Holly Berry while dating Jada. Um, very interesting. Uh, only Will and Jada could get away with conversations like this because any other married nigga would have got stabbed. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Honestly, you'd have been at my funeral. 
reading my <laughs> reading all of the joints you reading these nice words about me if i ever was in therapy and i was just like yeah bring this other bitch in real quick hey, fuck it i like to clap her cheeks too and watch me die bro die a silent death i wouldn't i, I don't, you know these things worry me bro i don't i don't like having these conversations bro. I, you know I, I might tell my wife this and she might sit up and look at me 3 32 in the morning <laughs> i get up and take a leak and she's and staring she's at me and, and now we both there. up because i won't go back to sleep <laughs> what i, I will say though much. bro is i agree 100 percent that marriage should not feel like prison and i think that True. people get married for reasons that end up making it feel like prison if you're getting married to this nigga because they will financially stabilize your life or you getting married to this chick because you think you're getting old and you want to start a family. It's like some people just start, mm-hmm. some people just settle down with individuals for the wrong reasons. And I think that that's true. That, that advice is, is good advice to give is like marriage shouldn't feel like a prison. And that's not to say that it's all about what happens pre marriage. I think when you get into marriage and you start to realize it's starting to feel that way, that's when you're supposed to reinvigorate and talk to your spouse and be like, yo, we got to change this because this doesn't feel good. And that's kind of what Will was saying in that article, too, is like, yo, I had to sit. They think he said him and Jada had a blowout argument on her 40th birthday and said that this was not working. And then through that, they did the work to get back onto the path of marriage, feeling good and fun and whatever. And I think that a lot of people need to take that into consideration, not just with marriage, but relationships. A lot of people be in relationships miserable because y'all niggas stop dating. Y'all niggas stop being each other's friend. Y'all just doing, y'all just in a relationship because y'all committed to being in a relationship, but y'all not doing the work mm-hmm. to make that relationship mean something. I agree 100%, bro. And I think, and I've said this several times throughout, throughout different episodes, man. Be friends first. It's so important. I think a lot of people get into marriages, relationships, and are not friends with each other. This is a person you wouldn't normally be a friend with. And when I say a friend, this person damn near has to be, pretty much has to be your best friend. You have to be willing to confide in them. You have to be willing to to do fun things with them. And I I I, I think a lot of people... hmm? Be vulnerable and goofy. Be like open to be yeah. silly and your your natural self. Open to be silly. Open. She she has to know or he has to know that the person they're with is really who they're. If you can't really just be yourself and laugh and giggle and say silly things, be a dork, be a fool, be a clown. You know, like you you really have to just truly be yourself, like. And your partner has to know that the person that they're getting on a daily basis is the person that they fell in love with to begin with. So, you know, work on that, man. Prison cannot be, I mean, marriage cannot be a prison. You can't feel trapped in your marriage, in your relationship in general. And if you do feel trapped, then you got to reevaluate that. That's a fact. I'm trying to figure out why this nigga distinguished keeps calling us Philly. So I'm just texting him real quick. Why you keep calling us Philly? Keep hold up. Um, now of course Jada uh added to this conversation in a different way, um because on her fiftieth birthday, uh, as the Red Table Talk, she had an episode and she had mentioned that she 
would love to learn how to love at 50. And everybody was like, nigga, you got two kids and you got a whole husband. <laughs> what you mean but you, you don't know how to love? To damn near 30 years, my nigga. Hold, hold on, son. Hold on. Son. <laughs> so let me get this correct, right? You've been married to this nigga since the late 90s. And you saying you, 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 you're not sure if you love the nigga? You're not sure how to love this nigga? Y'all niggas done had hundreds of therapy sessions and you still can't figure out what... Maybe, you know, maybe what the problem is, she doesn't know what love means to her. And, yeah. And that might be it right there. I think... Jada is rediscovering herself, which a lot of us go through different periods of rediscovery. And I think within that, she's kind of alluding to being able to love from this new level of who she is. Like, loving from, I don't know, I, I could say that I would be able to love someone differently than I would have been able to love at 20. So I can only imagine what a self-aware 50-year-old feels like they're able to do in the realm of love if they were given the ability to do so, if they're able to really realize, like you said, who they are and the love that they're able to, to, to put out there now and they're able to do it. So maybe she's just trying to learn how to express this newfound love that she has at, at age 50. That's the only maybe, thing that bro. makes sense. And you know, you know what's crazy about it? Um, maybe it's one of those questions where it's like, and I guess this is for the old heads out there. If you were single and you met your partner right now in life, would you fall in love with them? That's an excellent question, son. If you if you met, because I know for a fact there's certain girls that I fell in love with when, or I fell for when I was younger, uh, that I would not even look at now. I wouldn't even look at yeah, them. you. You would walk past them, son. Because they're not, them. they're not what you what you want anymore. They're not what I'm what I want anymore. And like, I could I would automatically like the one big difference about me now than me when I was younger and dating is I could not tell the difference between a woman that would be able to appreciate the level of love and affection that I was willing to give at that time and a woman that that would be able to to accept that. And so I think a lot of us go through this, but I ended up giving love to people or giving a certain amount of attention or affection to people that just weren't in a place to accept it. You can't change somebody to do that. Like sometimes people going through their own traumas, their own growths, their own situations where they're not able to accept certain things, whether it is what they want or they say they want or not. I see that a lot on the internet and I talk about it a lot. A lot of times people are asking for things that they would not know how to appreciate if they actually got it. You want a man that's going to treat you X, Y, and Z, but you still doing things that if a man like that came into your life, they wouldn't stay because you wouldn't know how to appreciate that thing that you're asking for. Like you talking about you, you want a calm nigga that could, could do this, that, and a third, yet you a turn up queen that every time you get into an argument with somebody, you got to dig deep to find the bad, the bullshit that you want to say about them. You got to dig all the way to the fucking bottom of the bag to call this nigga uh, whatever motherfucker. Like, you got to 
really curse this nigga out, but you want a calm nigga. How does that work? Because eventually a calm nigga ain't going, he's going to do one of two things. This bullshit ain't for me and he's going to leave or he's no longer going to be a calm nigga and now he's going to turn into a turn up nigga to match your shit and now y'all back at square one. So I think a lot of people just have to evaluate what they're saying when when they want something. And and again, when you grow, you you look at things different. I, I like I'll, I'll tell you a, a lot of the women that I was attracted to back in the day, I wouldn't be attracted to now. That's a fact. And that and that's the reality of it, man. And that's a hard it's a it's a it's a it's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people because I think a lot of people grow and you start to figure out who you want to deal with, the type of person you want to deal with, and the type of person you are. And you start to realize what you're willing to tolerate, man. And things you're willing to tolerate ain't the same. And you know, the people you're willing to tolerate ain't the same. So it's it's very important. And I think I guess that was what Jada meant. Like at this age, knowing what she knows about her body, about her mental, about her spiritual, right. and um, it's it's more so saying like, if I met Will now, the type of person he is now, would I still be in love with him? Would he be able to swoop me off my feet? You feel me? Like that's a that's a challenging thing. So yeah, man, it's a it's a it's an interesting interesting scene to hear. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't consider them couple goals, quote unquote, but I do love their ability to let their marriage grow from point A to point B. I think sometimes people look at marriages like this final destination type shit. Once we get here, this is how marriage is supposed to look for ever and ever. And I love that Will and Jada are transparent enough to show like, no, marriage grows. You could be monogamous because they talked about monogamy, too, and then it not always being monogamous, I guess, in their relationship. Um, but he said, yo, we chose, mono- we chose monogamy for a large part, most of our relationship, um, before, I guess, things started to look a little different. Um, so I think that that's amazing. Not so much in the whole like ch- choosing monogamy versus being polyamorous or whatever, but more so in in the idea of letting their marriage grow and it not looking like one thing and then that's it. Because the reality of it is marriage grows. Like marriage grows when you first get married to being married for 2 to 5 years. Marriage grows when you introduce kids. Like every step of the way that marriage is going to look different. It's a living creature. Like you're you're nurturing a living energy. It's not just one stagnant thing that you get there and then you marry the person of your dreams and that person of your dreams, is that feeling is just there forever and ever. Nah, you go through ups and downs and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's, all, it's bad and good, bad and good, but you go through different versions of your relationship. That's 100% fact. And one and and it's a matter. I mean, shit. I've I've been a, I've been with my wife for quite some time, and the relationship changes, man. Every couple of years, new things new things get introduced, and you know we adapt, we work around it. It's tough at first because when you when you realize someone is changing and their habits are changing, it's tough because you have to adjust. But once you do adjust and you do make those adjustments and you have those conversations. Then you realize how smooth things could go back again. So yeah, I hundred percent agree with you, man. 
relationships evolve and things could get better or they could get worse. So, you know, you just got to be willing to adapt and willing to grow with it. So this week, the news of the week was pretty much this Nick Cannon story regarding Kalani. And I think I have it saved. So let me see if I could pull this up uh, really quickly. Um, But for those of you who don't know, basically, Nick Cannon has known Kalani for quite some time. Uh, Apparently, Kalani was on America's Got Talent. And when she was on that show, she was part of a, a group. It was like a bunch of boys and then it was just her. And um, through there, she met Nick Cannon. And then apparently like a little bit after the show, she kind of like fell off with schooling and things like that. And then Nick decided to intervene in her life and be a mentor. And he like flew her out to L.A., got her her own apartment. He told her she was good. Um, and if she ever needed anything, like he would be there to help her or pay for it or get to whatever places he put her in a group. But I'm gonna let her talk about the rest of it. Um, and then we'll come back to it. Oh, did Nick Cannon play in your career? Weren't you signed to Nick at one point? I wasn't signed to Nick. Okay. Kind of, not really. So when I first met Nick Cannon, I was on America's Got Talent. I was 15, 16 years old. You know, I always wonder what role, what role did Nick Cannon? How you guys doing? Good. Funny enough, you know the artist her. She so was signed this is to Nick. Me. She's someone now, else I discovered they from just that. Area. Her father gave a little clip of that. Who's also from that area because people don't even know this. Like just in that community, her, Kaylani, all of them used to kind of like do little shows in the bay together. Uh, so the father hit me up and was like, "Yo, you know uh, that girl that was just with the dip though. Life, she doing bad. Like she's she's homeless. They kicked her out the group." All this, I was like, yo, how you did, like, how to do, she stood up, up for y'all national television and y'all kicked her out the group. Haters, man. <laughs> like, Haters gonna hate. <laughs> but I saw, like, my heart bled. I was. It's funny because I actually remember day. that, but I'm gonna talk about that in a second. And he calls one day and he's like, I have an opportunity for you. It's a, a rap group. And I was like, cool, whatever, I'm down to try it. At this point, music was like you so... You wanted anything to get in the door. I was like, something's gonna work. My mom was like, you know, the show didn't work. You guys were, you know, season finalists on the show and we see what happened. Like, just try it. I'm like, okay, I go to LA, I try it. I'm like, I hate this rap group. I'm not a rapper. Don't know what this means to me. I was doing a weird combination of something, but he <laughs> knows that that wasn't it. Um, was he made sure that if I needed anything, that I had it as long as I was not out here bullshitting. And I always just, we kind of held each other to that. Like, I'm not going to over ask you for anything. I just need to like survive and be able to make music. And he. So, yeah, y'all get the gist of it. Um, I think it's a dope story. I love it, man. My one thing. I love it. And I'm going to be, I'm going to turn this shit a little negative um, for a second. My one thing is I am glad that this story is coming from the horse's mouth, meaning Kalani, and it's not a story that the internet found because we've seen far too many times when the internet finds a story like this, it's Nick Cannon is a predator, Nick Cannon is a weirdo, why was he trying to talk to this 16-year-old, 17-year-old girl? What did he really want from her? 
Like, we've all heard this story before, and I really do feel like if this came from the internet, this shit would have, I mean, and naturally all this shit's from the internet, but if this came from y'all niggas on the internet that love to find little clips of shit and then turn it into something else, we would, there would be a whole nother story going right now about Nick Cannon being some type of goofy nigga. Which is wild because I feel like in the music industry, a lot of record labels sign artists mad young. 14, 15, develop them and grow them. But whenever we black people do it, we're predators, we're this, we're that, we're that. But for me, it touches me in a special place. Pause. But <laughs> I I find it, it, I was listening to it over the weekend and I was telling my wife, I'm like, man, this story, it it really means something special to me because I'm just like, we're, we're in that predicament. I was about to say, that's young, what we do. That's what we do. And... It's really, I'm really at that point in my life where I'm like, man, I would love to mentor one of these children or one of these youths rather. And really, you know, I can't, I mean, I, I ain't got the type of, the type of bread Nick got, but, you know, just being able to provide them with some resources and, and allow them to put out dope content as long as that, and the relationship would be in the similar way, man, as long as you ain't out here bullshitting and you ain't asking me to fucking buy you Louis Vuitton bags. We good. You we feel good me? You. Like what you, you need, need a space to go record. Hmm? What you need? Like that's how I yeah. say, bro. What you need? All you need? All you, you your phone bill need to get paid? Okay, cool. You need some studio time? Okay, cool. Oh, you ain't got no food today? Okay, cool. As long as you can stay on the path of being creative and being dope at what you do, then niggas will do their part. And I love that story, man. I really respect it, and I and I, it, it made me respect Nick even more. You feel me? Because that's that's what mentors do. And that's what a good mentor does. He ain't out here trying to smash. He ain't out here trying to do none of that. He saw talent, and he wanted to see that talent grow. And that's what you call good karma right there. And it's crazy because now that I think about it, I remember that episode. Like, I didn't know that was Kalani, but I remember that episode where, or maybe I saw the clip after after the fact, but I remember an episode of America Got Talent and I think they were saying, hey, we'll take you and we won't take the band. We'll take you only and if you leave the band. And she was like, no, it's either you take you take all of us or none of us. And I, I can't remember if they took all of them and then took them to the finals and they didn't make it to the finals. But that's how that that's why they said in that clip, um, you stood up for the band and they ended up kicking you out. Now, naturally, I don't know what the fuck she was doing to get kicked out, but. That that was a, a a moment in in you know America's Got Talent, but I didn't know that was Kalani at the time, which is crazy. I was put on the Kalani uh, through a girl that I was talking to way back when um, that I met on a cruise, and Kalani was like one of her favorites. But I knew about Kalani before, but she made me like really pay attention to Kalani because she was a fiend for Kalani. So I was like, okay, let me pay attention to this girl, and anytime she would drop something, I would listen to it. Um, based off of that but um listen man black men aren't all out here doing crazy shit with young women when we see young women and we enter ourselves in their lives it's not on some fuckboy shit all the time sometimes we genuinely see something that we would like to sometimes we genuinely see something that we would like to cultivate or or a person that we would like to you know, see grow 
in some way, shape, or form, um, and like to just be mentors to, to those individuals. So um, more power to that story. That story is dope. Um, let's see what else happened this fucking week. Told y'all, we we just bullshitting today. Um, well, ah, duh, ah, duh. <laughs> um, well, this R. Kelly case has come to a close. Um, he has been. A matter of fact, let me just read it straight because I I don't want to I don't want to slip up on this in no way. Hold on. There we go. Um. All right. So it says R. Kelly found guilty on racketeering conspiracy. Let's look a little bit into Mm-mm-mm. this. Uh, R. Kelly has been found by a federal jury Monday, uh, found guilty by a federal jury on Monday in a sexual trafficking trial following decades of numerous allegations of sexual assault and misconduct involving young women and children. We just talked about how niggas ain't all <laughs> fucked up, and here comes this nigga. Um, here comes this guy right here. <laughs> um, yeah, so his, his apparently his, a, his lawyer compared him to Dr. Martin Luther King for closing arguments. Right. <laughs> and I just got a little piece of it here, and it says... Um, Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of it, which is part of Dr. Martin Luther King's speech. Um, and something about a mountaintop. Listen, this is all bullshit. Listen, uh, R. Kelly, we all knew this was coming down the pipeline. I'd have been shocked if he got off. Um, I'm sure he's going to appeal. The appeal is coming down the pipeline. But we didn't see R. Kelly's nasty shit. For decades, there's really not too much of a question for me personally when it comes to this situation. I know a lot of people, you know, point to the Bill Cosby thing and all of that, but I don't see that with with R. Kelly. We all watched Bill it. Cosby we, ain't had sex tapes, <laughs> exactly. So I I can understand niggas speculating with Bill Cosby. Not to say that I agree with the speculation, but I can understand why niggas would speculate more so than with R. Kelly. Y'all niggas who be trying to Say R. Kelly ain't do it. I don't know what the fuck else y'all need to see. Y'all need to see him do yeah, it live. Oh wait, we saw that already. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah, like I don't. Like I, I mean, I don't know what else to say, man. Like uh, the nigga was wilding. He was doing too much. It's too much people that that had proof, the undeniable proof. And listen, man. All I know is. Damn, boy, a hundred and what, a hundred and forty years or some shit like that. Oh, I ain't even see all that. I don't, I don't even. Yeah, work. it was like a hundred some years, nigga. They, they, they're saying that his joints were. I'm like, damn, they want to appeal it, but that man is gone. He, he's going to be in there for life. He's going to spend the rest of his life in jail, unfortunately. Yeah, and this is what Distinguished had to say about it. Here we are before us. In total shock, me and her, I close my mouth, swallow spit, <laughs> as I'm thinking to myself, this is some deep shit. This niggas, right? Hey. No, that's it. That's it. Distinguished. All right, all right, my nigga. Right. Hey. God damn. 
This guy is on. Why is this shit still playing? Oh, he got. He, he, he wants to be heard. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for R. Kelly. Uh, I don't think we need to. Hopefully, oh. talk about this nigga no more. Um. Facts. Music is still fire. I'm not gonna say the music ain't fire, but the, the catalog is wonderful. The catalog the is catalog what it is. The catalog is wonderful. Like, however, however, <laughs> he was a douchebag, and that's just what it comes down to, man. <laughs> and that's it. Now this brings me to this topic. It doesn't bring me to this topic, but we're gonna talk about this topic right after. Um, there's a meme going around that says, "Let me see if I can find it on my story." There's a meme that says, "Women be like, I like you, then do nothing to make you feel like." Now, I know you have not been in the game for a long time, Flo, but do you find this sentiment to be true uh, in any way, shape, or form from your observations, maybe, perhaps? Strictly (laughs) from an observational point of view, ma'am, sir, people, our our wonderful listeners. This is just me observation, observing 10 feet away, 15 feet away. Shit, the next cross the street. Listen, in my opinion... I don't I don't know about these things, you feel me? I'm just <laughs> stating an opinion. Yeah, shorties be like, I like you, and there's no grounds behind it. When a nigga say they like you, a nigga gotta come with flowers, strawberries, chocolate, Pull shoes, up. bags, <laughs> steak dinner, shrimp, lobster meals, <laughs> mashed potatoes, <laughs> Oats, oysters, wine. listen, wine, hotel rooms. Everything, the rose bro. Petals, like we, the whole nine, my nigga. The whole nine. The shorty could be like, oh, I like you. And that's, we don't even get a root beer, my nigga. Like, there's nothing that we get. A shorty and, and will, if, will if, tell if, you they like you and then still move like they don't, like single. They'll still like, move. Yeah, bro. They'll like, still move and, and show other niggas on their timeline, go bro, on a date and show it to you. It's shorty, like, how shorty much would do you be really like, like, I like you and still link with her low-key smash bro still link with the low-key smash bro and will be like oh i like you mm, oh yeah 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 don't you don't even get a hand job out the deal bro like <laughs> like yo like I, I don't know son like i i i'll be like yo these these the w- women are in women women have the women have the football the basketball the home court advantage the football court advantage they playing at home all the time, bro. All the time. We're, we're niggas is always on away games. We it's always definitely an away at game. Their space. It's always an away game, and they don't realize always that. Away game. They always they always make it seem like niggas got all the control. No, y'all have the control in the relationship. Not even the relationship. Y'all have the control whenever the shit begins. Y'all have all the control in the world. Y'all dictate the first time niggas have sex. Y'all dictate where y'all are going to be taken on dates. Like, if it was up to niggas, niggas is easy. Like, y'all say all the time. Y'all could get a nigga's drawers at any moment. Y'all could get a nigga to to do a low-key. Like, if you want to take a nigga out and go to a picnic, most niggas will be like, all right, cool. You want to take me on a picnic? That's what's up. Picnic? Facts. You most get a nigga- niggas would do that. I mean, there's certain bougie niggas who be wanting to do bougie things, but those are dime a dozen. Yeah, you, don't, you, not, don't, you don't, you don't, and uh-huh. they're gonna take you on that type of experience. They're not gonna ask you to do it unless they goofy. Like most, go, most niggas ain't gonna be like, "Yo, 
You need to spend 15 racks on me. Otherwise, we not dating. Like, most niggas not doing nah, that. Nah, nah. I don't know much niggas who would do it in general, bro. Like, that. that's a special type of dude. That's like <laughs> one every 25 million. One yeah. every 100 million. That's so There's literally five niggas like that in the entire U.S. Literally that's, five. That's how, <laughs> literally. And they, they're not shit. dating Shaniqua from Dykeman, nigga. Like, they're, they're dating... <laughs> Fucking someone from Upper West Side that got nine figures in their bank account. And don't care to spend that on it. <laughs> don't care at all. But, yeah, like, y'all got all of the advantage and y'all got to do a better job signaling to a nigga that you like him. Like, we don't do hints no more on it. I keep trying to tell women this. We don't do hints no more. Y'all done got rid of the hint shit. All that hint shit is out of the fucking park. You want to know why? Because shit too weird out here now, okay? A nigga read the wrong hint and a nigga going to jail, all right? So, niggas is not reading hints. We not doing that. You better be direct. You want some dick. You better tell me you want some dick. I'm not going to be like, oh, she she laying next to me and she pushing her butt on my dick, so that must mean she want to fuck tonight. No, you could wake up the next day and be I was asleep. I ain't even know. I'm not dealing with that. Yeah. Do you want some dick Honestly, or not? You might have to walk around with a low-key contract and just be like, the sex is about to happen. You pull out a condom in the contract. And be you, like, listen. You know they got an app like that. A word. There's an app. I, th- I don't know what it's called. I forgot what it's called. But there's an app that literally uh, you can pull out and it'll say, like, do you consent to having sex? And niggas will, cl- you could text it to shorty too like you can text her do you consent to having sex tonight or whatever and they have to like agree to it she's wild out here dang son that this is where we at with it man subtle hints don't work no more because shorty gonna be like well you know i liked you like because they'll but i'll be like yo like y'all be bullshitting too because y'all gonna make you seem like because you make time to talk to a nigga that you like a nigga but y'all be low-key bullshitting niggas and y'all be spending see this is the thing Ladies will tell you, I'm not, if I spend time with you, that means I like you because I could spend time with anybody else. But y'all be spending time with everybody else. <laughs> I'm Facts, just here. bro. You, I might just be the nigga you like the most, so you want to spend more time with me, but you spending time with other niggas. We not slow out here. Like, we see it. We know That's it. That's crazy, son. Stop trying I, to send I me don't a know, hit. Son. That should give me anxiety, bro. Like, I, I can't even take that shit. So, you dating a shorty, and you're like, damn, son. Shorty probably getting blown out right now. Or probably shorty at a dinner with some next nigga whispering in their ear that he could eat the cooch from the back. Bro, like, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> bro, I'm not going to hold you, son. If I, and the women listeners could think I'm trash for this. Listen, Distinguish is not on the show, so I got to pick up some of the toxicity today. I got to go for go with the toxicity. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to hold y'all, son. I don't say nothing because it's not my place to say. But there, there are times where if okay. I text a shorty and she don't answer uh-huh. quick enough, I'm like, damn. A nigga is definitely beating that shit up right now. Beating like, that <laughs> shit, boy, like it's round nine. <laughs> a 12-round bout. It's a 12-round bout. bout. Like, My nigga's deep stroking for token, and she going to hit you up in the next morning and be like, I was asleep. <laughs> Clean. Right. And matter of fact, right. bro, that segues us right into what I wanted to talk about. Because... <laughs> 
Cause, cause y'all, y'all think niggas just be coming up with shit. No, Woo. y'all, y'all chicks told on yourselves and put out a whole fucking thread of y'all Yo, I saw fucking that, niggas. Bro, that thread low key made me depressed. <laughs> it I made me depressed, bro. I'm gonna be tight if I don't find this shit. Hold up, I'm I'm looking and for this shit right now. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. When I read that, bro, I instantly thought about y'all, son. I was just like, damn, son. I feel depressed with my man's in them, bro. Bro, it's a I'd reality. Like, son. I can't imagine what these niggas go through. When I they're can only to imagine how many times this might have happened to me, son. And like, you, and you'd be like, you'd be like, yo, like I was hitting you up last night. You ain't answer. She'd be like, I was asleep. My phone oh, I died. Fell asleep. My phone died, and I fell asleep early. And I don't even know. By the time I woke up, it was three, and I didn't want to call you so late in the morning. Oh my god! But are you good though? You know everything's okay with you. Clean. Now you gotta sit there and be like, "Damn, son!" And niggas ain't dumb. Ass was getting their Ladies, niggas is not as dumb as y'all think we are. Sometimes we literally sitting on the other side of the phone, like, "Word, For that's real? what you were doing. You asleep? You know what's crazy though? That's the difference between we and them, though, because when we do it to them, they don't care. They would ask you straight up, "Which bitch was you with last was night? You fucking who was you entertaining last night, nigga?" The difference between us, we seem like fuck niggas when we when we approach it. Cause they be like, "Oh, that's mad toxic. You already assuming shit." Yeah, why you didn't claim me? So why are you worried about who I'm fucking if I'm fucking somebody or not? I was home chilling, but let us disappear for a night. Who's that bitch you fucking? Facts, but, boy. Let me let's let's time. delve into their motherfucking toxicity real quick. Dang, so, son. Let me prepare myself for this shit. Olani baby, I don't know who that is. I I don't know if she's I don't know if she's famous. Well, she got a blue check on Twitter, so she must be she must be somebody on Twitter. Ladies and ladies only, I want you to DM me your craziest story of what truly happened when you text him apologizing for falling asleep. Were you on a date? Were you with a person you told your partner not to worry about? Cheating or sleeping with somebody else. DM me. Okay. <clears throat> First story. Hi, Olani. I told my babes at the time I fell asleep early, but I had really Jeez. gone to see. I, oh, I had really gone to have a male, female, male threesome. I had such an amazing experience. One dick in my mouth, another in my coochie. These men really took care of me that night. I stayed over, so I was asleep for about 11 hours that night. Bro, bro. <laughs> Honestly, bro, when I read that, <laughs> bro, I low-key shed a tear, son. Yeah. I, I listen. I'm, I'm, I have to say this, man. <laughs> Let me catch my breath. No, this shit is... Yo, I literally... Yo, I almost shed a tear too, my nigga. This shit crazy. Yo, I read it, bro. My blood pressure automatically went up a little bit, bro. Like, honestly, son, I don't I don't know how to feel about shit like that, bro. Imagine you texting your shorty, son. Worry. Yo, worry. Yo, baby, you gotta ask. I love you. Where you at tonight? I'm looking forward to see you. And this whole getting ran through two by niggas. two niggas. Not even one nigga, bro. By two niggas. Two. Dos. Dos, my nigga. Ichi ni, my nigga. Facts, bro. Ying and fucking yang. Pipe to type. All in the everywhere, bro. And then she come and talk about my bad. Bro, I if I found sleep. that shit out, bro, I might not talk to her for the rest of my life. Yo, I'm At telling y'all point, right now, 
I don't trust no I was sleep text no more after this nah, shit. Nah, son. I, at that point, you just got to start to slowly make your mind up that she may be fucking someone else, bro. And that's Clean. the reality. Clean. Y'all got to be a little bit lower. Let's go to the next story. Story number two. And we got Jesus. time today. So we might go through all these shits. Because we got time. <laughs> Ain't shit happened this week. I'm trying to tell y'all. Ain't shit happened. I talked to a guy that's really romantic and is everything that I want. See, she's already starting off Dang, wrong, son. son. Start, I read that. I was like, this started bad. This, is starting, this started really he's bad. He's romantic and doing everything you want, and you still did this shit to this nigga, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, read the shit, bro. Let, let's hear this <laughs> whack-ass shit that she talk about. <laughs> I'm talking to a guy that's really, <laughs> <laughs> that's really romantic and everything that I want. We are even going on a holiday together. Anyways. Fuck these hoes. <laughs> anyways, I went out and ended up having a one-night stand. I stopped messaging around 11 p.m., only replied the next day afternoon, claiming I'm not feeling well. The only reason why I replied is because he messaged me asking me why I wasn't answering my door. Interflora, the Interflora lady, was downstairs trying to deliver flowers. Oh, my God. Got my flowers delivered and got my back blown out one more time. I felt so bad. But that one night stare was everything. Yo, fuck y'all. Yeah. <laughs> the nigga sending flowers and you getting fucked. <laughs> bro, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't want to do nothing romantic no more. Nah, bro. Like, You know what's crazy? I know niggas be doing wild scandalous shit too but it, it just hurts a bit more <laughs> Yo, when this they is, say it when they, this when is, it, it nah, because, a little bit more when they do it bro cause niggas do grimy shit that just be grimy shit because we are never really on the receiving end of like these gifts it's worse bro because it's like alright the nigga the, you ain't gonna the nigga's not gonna be ignoring the flower lady downstairs he's just gonna be fucking and you not sending him nothing while he's fucking you just nah. there texting him like, babe, you said da-da-da-da, and where you at? No, this nigga is out here trying to do the right thing, Spike Lee. This nigga is Spike Lee-ing it up. Yo, I'm going to send her some flowers. And he probably hit up his boys earlier that day, too. Like, yo, I don't know. Shorty ain't answering me. I'm going to send her some flowers, though. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I said something a little too crazy, so... Hopefully I send her these flowers or whatever. And you out there screaming in a nigga ear talking about fuck me harder, go deeper. Oh, my God. Oh, nah, bro. I don't oh know, son. <laughs> I might give me nightmares tonight, bro. I don't know. know. <laughs> Almost ended my whole career over this shit. I needed both of them tits. <laughs> <laughs> Story number three. Jesus. Hi, Olani. Told my baby daddy I was asleep, but I was taking the best dick of my life. He was ringing now, my hold phone. on, stop, bro. <laughs> see, shit like this is what I'm talking about, bro. Shit, you see, this is why I don't like things like this. Because imagine, imagine not saying that shit, bro. Imagine be like, yo, I wasn't replying to my baby moms because I was getting the best, best pussy, pussy of my, my life. life. The type of pussy that I was... First of all, a nigga get the best pussy of his life, he ain't coming back home to her. That's one. That's a fact. That's why I know these chicks be wildin'. Like, these chicks will get dick down properly and then come back and fuck you and think about that dick that they got. And, I ain't with all that. And shit. clearly, that dick is not going away because a girl is not. Girls say they don't come across good dick that often. So you're not fucking Facts. the good dick, 
and letting the good dick walk away, you going to fuck the nigga again. Stop. Yeah, the, stop. <laughs> stop playing with us, man. Facts. <laughs> Put your pussy lips on live. I'll give you a thousand. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so she goes, told my baby daddy I was asleep, but I was taking the, and, and then the way she wrote it, I was taking the best dick of my life. Why you got to write it like that? That shit hurt. That shit hurt me. I'm going to say this, though. He's just a baby daddy. So on that level, I, I, he was ringing my phone while my tongue was in this man's ass. Oh All right. <laughs> Another call, he was sucking my toes and making me squirt. Best night ever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yo, you wonder why they asked a single at 45. <laughs> <laughs> next, next story, though. Hey. Story this number crazy, four. Bro. One of them gets really bad. One of them makes me my heart hurt. I don't know which one it is. My now ex-husband, Jesus Christ, this is starting off crazy. My now ex-husband was on a work trip and his boss came to my house and showed me texts of him with another woman on said what trip. What the fuck nigga shit is that? <laughs> nigga, you betrayed the clan. God damn, son. This nigga is clearly Always a be a nigga soldier. betraying the clan, son. <laughs> this nigga worked for Shredder. Oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> Show me text of him with another woman on said trip and months of receipts. So I blocked all of his credit cards and debit cards while he was at dinner. He kept calling, trying to get me to PayPal him money because his cards weren't working. But I ignored him and fucked his boss and the neighbor in his Dragon Ball Z themed game room on his $3,000 sofa. I told the guys to come on the sofa and I left it there for my husband to clean up, telling him the dog had an accident. He need to reevaluate his whole life, the job, the <laughs> house. Obviously, he did because they ain't married no more. But for, for, geez. after that, nigga, you made me clean up another nigga's cum. Yo, he better never have found out that he cleaned up another nigga's cum, bro. He better have never found out it was his boss. <laughs> We scrapping for tapping, boy. Yo, on the Dragon Ball Z themed, like, leave Goku out of this. The facts, <laughs> bro. You want to hurt a nigga? Don't hurt his possessions. <laughs> God Jeez, damn. You already hurt him enough fucking his neighbor and his boss. Nah, now, granted, he cheated. So I guess he deserved, but damn. He, he got to do a nigga like that. busting a nut on, his, on her Chanel bags, nigga. Yeah, that shit was wild. Some, see, y'all be y'all be going to another level. That's why I don't get women mad, because y'all go to another level. We don't be we don't start off with that type of violence. Fact. We niggas start- don't even do that, bro. Imagine you find out your wife th- cheating and the first thing you know your wife got a crazy shoe collection. And you and nut all like, over it. Nut, nut nigga. Imagine you gonna pull fucking Clorox or some wild shit on top of her shoes, be like, fuck this hoe. And I'm gonna fuck up her Louboutins too. Like, nah, niggas gonna be like, man, fuck it. You know, niggas I'm just gonna fuck another bitch too. Like, niggas just leave. We just leave. All right, this ain't all right. Cool. You cheating? All right, I'm gonna holler at you because this ain't this ain't for me. Hi, Olani. <laughs> so I was talking to this guy and I let him know that we can both see other people. You know, try out new experiences. So one night I told him I'm going to sleep. Have a good night. When I was actually having a five sum with three of my girls and one other guy whose dick was in me while I was eating out my homegirl. I was having the best time of my life because he had that dick dick. Damn. 
Damn. And he knew how to work it. Oh, my God. And eating out my homegirls, too. Amazing. That was a great night for that nigga. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That nigga was having a, an amazing time. Hi, Olani. Sharing my story. So I broke up with my ex-man uh, a long while ago. I was out one night and stopped replying to his messages, begging to take him back. That night, I ended up hooking up with a guy I used to casually sleep with before my relationship. We tried anal for the first time, too. My ex texts me at texts me the next day wanting to pick up stuff from my house, and I lied and said that I was asleep, so missed his calls. Man turns up at my house a few hours later. Luckily, my casual fuck buddy dropped me home in time, begging me to take him back. Long story short, I ended up fucking him, too. And <laughs> I hadn't even showered yet. I never told oh, him the no. truth. And he, he he didn't deserve to know anyways. Ah, uh, okay. Nope. She living a wild life. Jesus Christ. She's bugging the fuck out. And this yeah, final story before we move on. So I was seeing this super jealous guy. He was driving to me from another city late at night with his friends so I could meet them as his next girl or whatever. But when a guy I had a crush on for ages but had a girlfriend message me declaring he's single, I jumped at the chance and invited him over. I don't know if it was the crush or the feeling of being sneaky, but the guy rocked my world. Who says that? This chick got to be like 45. Um, Had to be. Afterwards, I saw the angry text from the jealous guy. So while Sneaky Link was in the shower, I sent my guy a whole video of an empty room with just a groggy voice and messy hair saying I was alone and had fallen asleep to calm him down. Sneaky Link then stayed over in his place. See, this the shit, man. Y'all be doing the most. The most. Sneaky Link nigga was there and you waited till the nigga got in the shower to pull out your camera phone. No, I'm just asleep. See, ain't nobody here. Nobody here. What the f- why the fuck are you about to say? <laughs> <Both eyes. laughs> I, 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 I had to put some sauce on it, man. You <laughs> sound like you're about to get you shrimp and broccoli, bro. What the fuck? I had to put some sauce on the on the on the voice, man. <laughs> Nobody here, like. That's how she sounded. Um, so, Dang, yeah, I just I'm glad that this is out there though, because women never take accountability for the fuck shit that they do and why niggas move the way Facts. they move. Niggas ain't just choosing to not fuck with y'all a certain type of way. Niggas is choosing not to fuck with y'all because they've been the dude that experienced this shit before. Like, y'all think y'all be getting over. We be knowing. We be knowing when shit don't feel right. Like, yo, I'm hitting her at 11 o'clock. She normally don't sleep at 11 o'clock. She gonna tell me now that she sleep? Bro, Mm -hmm. you was active on Instagram one minute ago. You asleep then too? The fuck up out of here. And it's not like, and what be crazy about it is not like you, you spoke to her earlier in the day and she was just like, man, today's been a fucked up day. Some wild shit happened that you know that maybe prompted that. She's probably having a great ass day. And now all of a sudden you want to talk about you were sleepy at 11 o'clock. 
Yeah. Shorty was having a okay. grand day. Shorty was lit. Shorty was excited for you to come over, and then all of a sudden, Shorty just stopped answering. Y'all don't think we know what's up when that happens. Oh my God, I can't wait for our date tonight. Da 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 da. And then you hitting her up. No answer. You hit her up again. No answer. Yo, hit up again. Yo, I hope everything's all right. Yo, let me know when you get this text. No answer. You don't get a response until 12 p.m. the next day. Talking about, oh, I was asleep. Hey, you want to go for brunch? The fuck out my face, dogs. Facts, bro. I'm going <laughs> to holler at you later, shorty putty. You really cheese me, dogs. <laughs> like, <laughs> we good. We straight. Let, let your sneaky link take you off a of brunch. Fuck out of here. And that's because that nigga dropped off dick and left. And he's not paying for anything. Nothing, bro. <sighs> well, we had two goats interact this weekend. Um, and let's hear the exchange. I got to say this just because, you know, I, like, I, don't, I don't always want to have like a heartfelt moment when we're on stage together. You know, you did that pipe down freestyle the other day, right? Right? And you were saying in the freestyle about, you know, they handed you the bronze and whatever, whatever, me and Kendrick. I just want you to understand something. You are genuinely, without a doubt, one of the greatest rappers to ever touch a in this lifetime. And I want to let you know, it's way too many people in the world that think and know that J. Cole is at top on the pole position. So don't ever sleep. I love you with all my heart. You're my brother, one of my favorite artists, and I always appreciate you having me out here for real. I just want to say that. First Fine. of all, this is what makes me love Drake. I, I just I need to put that out there before we even get into this conversation. But this is what makes me love Drake. <laughs> like the the humility and the respect of his peers is just different. With that being said, Flo, where do you have the trio of Drake, Kendrick, and Cole? Because I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast and a lot of them were saying they have Kendrick at the top. And Parks was saying he has Kendrick at the top and then he has J. Cole and then he has Drake at this given moment, not taking into account the numbers and everything else. But based off of uh, the artistry aspect of things, he feels like Kendrick is at the top, then uh, J. Cole and then Drake. Um, That's a good one. Um. Honestly, for the three of them, if I had to pick in terms of who would I put on a song, in terms of, well, I don't, let me not even do that, because that, that would be more so based on what I think the song would sound like, and that depends on the type of beat and all that extra shit. But uh, in general, in terms of artistry, being a, the, 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 the capability to rap, <sighs> Kendrick might low key be there, bro. Like Kendrick might take that take that top spot for me, son. I love Family Ties with him and with him and Baby Keem, son. That nigga record. Kendrick came to slaughter niggas on that joint. But record. um, the only reason I think Kendrick deserves it because to me the 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 creative aspect, the storytelling aspect, the ability to to kind of put things together. To me, I think Kendrick more so falls into that for me but 
to me, it's one of those on a given day, Drake could be that because Drake has the ability to adapt better than both of them. So I think Drake's ability to adapt and kind of just fit fit in where he get in is considerably better. I think in a general place, I think Cole comfortably sits in third for me for in, in any one of those scenarios. Not because I don't think he could pull it off. It's just that I think Cole is comfortable staying in his in his in his zone. Cole doesn't kind of step out of his comfort zone for me. Cole makes music for Cole. And it just so happens to be fire every time he drops. That's it right there. That, that's that's kind of it right there. Like Cole stays in his comfort zone, yeah. and he's cool being in that place. And that's dope because you know what you're getting with him. Yeah, like you, you Cole, Cole, Cole makes music for Cole. He could rap his ass off, but he's not. It's not that he doesn't have the ability to make a top 100 hit because I think Cole can. I mean, he's shown he can on his first project. His first project had a bunch of top 100 type vibes um so we know he's capable of it but cole makes music that he wants to hear for cole and because of that i think it limits him in the eyes of the public in the eyes of hip-hop art in the eyes of the hip-hop community rather not even just artists but the hip-hop community we look at cole and we say nah cole is that nigga because cole is really making some fire ass tracks but in the overall grand scheme of things i think Cole tends to fall short because he doesn't he doesn't work to make those those top um 100s anymore. I think Kendrick has the most versatility and probably is the best lyricist out of the out of the three of them. Like he'll give you the best bars. And like you said with I think the one thing I need from Drake is I is Drake still has more to prove to be the unequivocal number one rapper out of the three of them like it and on any given day it could be Kendrick or him and in order for Drake to shut that shit down like Jay-Z did to the whole conversation between him and Nas Drake still needs to give a rapidly rap album I said that when 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 this came out when Certified Loverboy came out I think Drake needs to give us bars not the fucky singy rap not the singing at all. He needs to give us a 14 uh track album and nine of them shits is just him going off. And going maybe on, a, yeah. a couple of little interludes and maybe one or two singy tracks. But the rest of the shit is him going the fuck off. And he gives us that. I think we stop having this conversation uh, who's I better agree. him, Drake, him, Kendrick. J. Cole, we we stopped having that conversation altogether. So that's what Drake needs to do. Um, but I can see it on any given day for me too. It's it's between like when Kendrick drops, I'm probably gonna be like Kendrick is the best out of the three. Yeah. And that's know. what's crazy about Kendrick. We don't know what to expect from a Kendrick project right now. We literally and I think with Drake, with Cole, we know what to expect. You more or less know what Cole's vibe is gonna be for his project. Fact. With Drake. You can't really tell, but you know he's going to fall in certain pockets. So when you hear a Drake album, you're just like, well, I kind of expected him to kind of do this. With Kendrick, I have no idea what he's about to do for this project. This nigga gave us three different types of projects. Yep. Because he's literally three different sounds. Each project was different from the other. Nigga gave us a full audio book on the first joint. 
Yeah. Niggas gave us a throwback sound shit on the second joint. And yep. niggas gave us a current pop sound and shit on the third joint. I don't know what this yep. fourth joint gonna sound like. I don't know what to expect. And and that's what's dope about Kendrick because he has that ability to be a different version of himself. So yeah. And that's why I think Kendrick and Drake alternates between one and two because it just depends on what you get with them. Yeah, and I think we've gotten used to Drake's uh sound and formula. I still stand by it. I've been listening to Certified Lover Boy, and it's aging well to me. It's not aging bad. It's just, I think, again, I, I need to see Drake really look like he's trying. I don't feel like he was trying on Certified Lover Boy. It doesn't feel like that to me. But I would love to see Drake super inspired to really be like, nah, y'all niggas keep trying to tell me I'm not number one. And I really got to show y'all, not just through numbers, like the number shit is cool, but Niggas, niggas who are in the art don't really care about the numbers, Drake. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to tell you, it's only the casual fan that that hears you did six hundred thousand on your first weekend is like, oh shit, oh my god. No, we we as listeners of hip hop and music look at that shit and we like, all right, but did the did the project really touch? Did it caught? Did it create another moment in life for me? Take care created a moment, even fucking views created a moment for me nothing was the same i remember exactly where i was the first time i turned them shits on i'm going to remember this one because we reviewed it but it doesn't hit me the same it just sounds like oh this was lit i remember fucking take care i went to the city i had bought it with the y the young money cash money t-shirt came with it with the deluxe i bought the deluxe with the fucking t-shirt in it and i came home and I turned that shit on. I had the CD version. I remember that shit clearly. When <laughs> motherfucking views came out, I was driving. It was cold as shit. And I remember that intro coming in and feeling like, damn, I feel exactly like this nigga. Nothing was the same. I put that shit on. I was going to work. I remember. And I remember talking to G, G Manage right after and be like, yo, what do you think about it? Like, I remember the moments that came with each one of those albums, and this one doesn't necessarily give me that just yet. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't think it, it will because it, it just isn't designed to do that. Um, so yeah. we, we need that. And, that. and that's what, and that's what we also, and that, and that's what's crazy because when we compare him and Kendrick, it's the same thing. Good Kid, Mad City, bro, is one oh of those God. projects when you heard it. You you couldn't stop listening to it. You wanted to hear the next track. Bro. It was that inviting, son. It was. It took me. It. I never had that feeling for an album in a long time, bro. And I in stumbled across that album. Like that wasn't like an anticipated album for me. It was like Kendrick nah, it Lamar. Grew, it grew, bro. Yeah, it was like Kendrick Lamar drop. I was like, yo, who's this Kendrick Lamar? Because I didn't know that was Kendrick Lamar on Take Care. Nobody mm. knew because he wasn't. He wasn't credited when that first that song first came out. And mm. so I'm like, all right, this Kendrick Lamar Good Kid Mad City joint is out. Let me take a listen. I turned that shit on. I said, what the fuck? I listened Facts. to that shit all the way through. And that was the next thing that um, Kendrick and Drake, I think that's what made me go and check the project out. Kendrick and Drake, a song came out, um, Poetic Justice. And I mm. was like, let me let me take a listen to this joint. Let me take a listen to the whole album, not just the Poetic Justice joint. 
and listened through that shit. And I was like, yo, this nigga is one of my new favorite artists. Like straight up. Yeah. Kendrick, uh-huh. Kendrick does it, man. I I <laughs> Good Kid Bad City is a classic album, son. Like classic, son. Best one of the best projects in, in general. So yeah, man. Definitely. Um, Kelly Price had some really weird shit going on around her uh this week. Um, so first I wanna say I'm glad that she's well. Apparently she had caught COVID um and almost lost her life to it according to her she she had it and she said it almost took her out um but then afterwards she went missing they said she went missing from the hospital and today i think she was on the breakfast club so naturally she's fine um in that capacity i think we did have a clip of her let me see if i could find it listeners like i told you we fucking free balling today um, so none of this shit is jotted down. Um, but yeah, there's a clip of her talking about it. I woke up some days later, a couple of days later. And the first thing I remember is the team of doctors standing around me and asking me if I knew what year it was. Wait, when you say they lost you, can you clarify what that means? Yeah, I, I, I died. I died. Um, and the next thing, I, it, it was some days later, I remember... Uh, I remember waking up in ICU and the doctor asking me if I remembered what year it was. I'm sorry, not what day, if I knew what year it was. Going and cost me in constant communication with her. And uh, eventually he ended up testing positive um, within a week after I got it. And just prior to me going into the hospital, um, she could see, she was seeing me every day on FaceTime and walking him through administering meds. And um, when it got to a point, my temperature had raised right to about 103 and my breathing was extremely shallow. And so um, he called the ambulance. And so I had to go to the hospital. I was discharged. The hospital needed beds. I was able to go home and go home with oxygen. uh, Excuse me. And go home with oxygen and have home health aides come check on me throughout the week, which is what happened for a period of four weeks after being released from the hospital. So people were definitely seeing me. The people that could actually say something are not allowed to because of HIPAA law. But I was being seen several times a week by home health aides and constant community after being released um, on oxygen. And I, I actually just got my first clean COVID test probably exactly a week ago. So I have what is called long COVID. Um, and I am facing a very uphill battle um, right now. So I'm going to cry. I have. I'm going to stop it there, but uh, that's the first time I'm hearing that, uh, those clips. And that sounds wild. That's terrible, <laughs> man. I mean, we, we're hearing the stories about long COVID, and it's crazy because a year ago on TV, you would see everybody who passed away every single day, but now it's kind of like you're not hearing anything regarding mm-hmm. covid um but this is just a reminder that this shit is still happening people are still catching this virus and still affected in a way where in kelly price's case she passed away and came back like they must have i guess she must have flatlined or something like that and, and came back so um you know prayers to her i hope she still continues to recover um but 
COVID ain't nothing to play with y'all. I see a lot of us, including myself, letting our guards down a little bit and going out and trying to act like shit is normal, but it ain't normal, y'all. <laughs> y'all still got to be careful. Um, this shit is still Facts, definitely out there. Precautions. Killing people, man. Um, Tory Lanes. Tory Lanes. So we haven't heard much about this situation between him and Meg for a very long time. And I'm not going to hold you. I'm just going to tell the listeners exactly what the, the sentiment in the entertainment community has been since then. A lot of people in entertainment felt like because this story kind of died and disappeared, a lot in the entertainment business felt like, yo, maybe Tory wasn't telling a lie when he said there's more information that needs to come out. Um, and when that happens, we'll all be surprised or whatever it was that he was saying at the time. Well, I don't know what the fuck this nigga was talking about <laughs> because apparently right now the news is, and maybe I'm, I don't want to jump on it because a lot of times news has come out regarding these two and then it has to, it had been retracted or he's done a live and said, this isn't true or it just wasn't reported accurately. But many news outlets are saying Tory Lane's defense is reportedly in meaningful discussion, discussions seeking a plea deal in the Megan Thee Stallion shooting. Um, this is my first time reading, reading this, so bear with me. I'm just going to look through it real quick. Tory Lane's and his defense team are reportedly in meaningful discussions to reach a plea deal in the case surrounding last year's Megan Thee Stallion shooting. Los Angeles County Deputy District Attorney Kathy Ta uh, told Rolling Stone the parties were in a possible settlement discussion. If a plea deal is not met by November 3rd, preliminary hearings will kick off in December and witnesses will start being called. Lanes was charged last October with felony assault with a semi-automatic firearm and carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle after he allegedly shot Megan Thee Stallion in the foot following an argument last summer. Lanes' defense attorney, Sean Hawley, also told Rolling Stone the team plans to maintain its position of Tory being innocent if the case does go to trial. Um, as in every case, the lawyers for the parties discuss the possibility of resolving the case. Hawley said, this case is no different. That said, our position is that uh, is to what did and did not happen in this matter remains unchanged. And Lanes's uh, plea of not guilty stands. Um, they could talk all that lawyer bullshit they want. If y'all are willing to take a plea deal, that tells me something. That tells me either there is enough evidence to make a jury believe that you are guilty or y'all know the nigga's guilty. That's what that tells me. Um, now, granted, again, he could be innocent. Um, I'm not trying to lay the hammer. The, the, uh, I'm not trying to be judge and jury. But I do feel like talking about a plea deal tells me something. When you're that rich, it's a difference when it's an average black male dealing with the system and getting thrown a plea deal. Oftentimes, that's coming from the, the cops themselves 
and talking about if you plead, you know, not the cops themselves, but it's coming from uh, collaboration between cops and DAs. And if you just plead out, instead of taking 20 years, you'll take three and probation and then we'll wipe it off your record in a year or two after. And you're looking at that and you're like, well, shit, I don't got any better options. So I might as well take the plea deal. In a case with a rich ass rap artist that's talking about he just made a hundred million in 30 seconds when he dropped his NFT project. You can't sell me that story, son. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong, but you can't sell me that story of entertaining a plea deal when you got that type of bread and, and dumb type of lawyers. You, you, you're entertaining that because there's something there. There's something more to the story and that you know if it goes to court, it could be worse. So... That's all that tells Best me, Best of luck son. to him, man. I guess we're finally going to start seeing uh, more information come out about this, Facts, because we've been kept in the... They kept this one in the dark, so we, we're going to hear what the real reality of the situation was and if this nigga was really a goofy-ass nigga for doing what he did. Yep, and I will, I will reserve all judgment uh, up until then at this point. Y'all already know my stance from previous episodes. I, felt, I always felt like this shit was... Shaky on Tory's end. I feel like some he had to have done something. What he did, I don't. You know, I, it, I'm believing what Meg is saying, but um, I'm not gonna hold y'all. It did get a little dicey these last couple of months because we haven't heard squat diddly. And typically, with a case like this, it's open and shut. So I guess maybe because of COVID, I don't know. Maybe some other things happened, but this has been very much delayed. Uh, we're talking about a whole year later, and now they're just now kind of talking about what's happening in terms of plea deals and not. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe he got some hidden shit in the tank. Maybe he knows something we don't. I don't know. Um, but I've always, I've always felt like Meg was clearly uh, describing a horrific night for her with someone that she trusted. And I just don't like Tori just doesn't seem like that type of person. So it's kind of hard on that end. But you don't know. We don't know none of these niggas, man. We don't know any of these artists. niggas. So facts. We only know what their artist persona is. So and know, and we Tory, don't know what happened. But regardless, a shot was fired. That's and a fact. The gun was in Tori's possession. And that's sketchy. So and and it, it does not. It. It doesn't go over my head that one he announced the album, um, back to the eighties or something like that. That's coming out, um, pretty soon. Let me see if I can find that. And also, he's been doing a lot of like community service shit. So, to me, he knew this shit was coming up, and he was like, "Let me get some positive shit in the news real quick before uh this shit pops up." So. It says Alone at Prom, a 1980s album. And he's dropping that December 1st, 2021. Uh, oh, um, okay. So that's interesting, but that timing also tells me a lot. You dropping that relatively close to when this case is supposed to pop off, especially if you uh, decide to go to trial. So. Um, finally, let's round this shit up and, and get the fuck up out of here with, uh, with some Apple news. You have something else to say, bro, before? 
Nah, man, I'm I'm just waiting to see how this shit pans out. It's gonna be interesting. So, oh well, uh, distinguished had threw this in our group chat. Um, the Gallus remix is being worked on, worked on, and it's going to have yeah. Popcon and Chris Brown on it. Um, that's some heavy hitters for someone who is excited to hear that, man. Yeah, indie artist. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna go. I think it's gonna go. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fire, man. Hundred million streams. Shout out to Capella Gray, man. Shout out to success. Gold, a gold single. That's dope, man. You know, especially for a song that's been out for a couple of months. So shout out to him. Shout out to his success. And I wish him nothing more, bro. That's a fact. Um, Miguel, I actually did want to talk about this before we did too. Miguel has broke up with his longtime girlfriend. Uh, her name is kind of crazy. Hold up, Nazani, um, Mandy. Is is her name? So they broke up. They've been together for 17 years. Jesus. Kind of wild to me, son. Is it his girlfriend? I feel like they got married not too long ago. No, his wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. Decides to go their separate ways after being together 17 years. That's wild. Uh, The rep said after 17 years together, Miguel and Nazani, um, have decided to separate and have been for some time now. The couple both wish each other well. I don't know, man. I feel like after you put 17 years in, you got to figure out a way to work that shit out. Facts, bro. But Miguel isn't that old either, so he probably had a high school sweetheart. Yeah, she was and, his high school sweetheart. Yeah, so he's he's they're, they're still young enough to have fresh starts. But, yeah, at, at that point, bro, like, you better work that shit out, man. <laughs> You feel me, and and you better work that shit out, man, and and try to make it work. But you know, maybe sometimes situations like that are temporary. They just when you're with someone for that long, in some cases, they need to explore and see what else is out there to reconfirm whether or not that bond is something that needs to be a lifelong one. So yeah, and I hopefully to sort it out. You know, I'm not saying that they didn't try because I'm assuming when you have 17 years in, you tried. To make that shit work before y'all decided, you know what, fuck, fuck this relationship is over. Um, but you know that's just that that was one of those definitely couple goal type situations. But um, this is why you can't make couples couples goals because you never know what the fuck is going on in that couple's relationship. That's all the facts right there, bro. Um, iPhone 13 just dropped. What can I tell y'all? It's the same shit with a new camera, like we've been telling y'all. But there are some dope features with the new iOS system. I think the iOS system is fire now. Um, able to FaceTime Androids. Able to... Oh, wow. Yeah, you could, you could send it to, to Androids now. Um, you're able to... to if, if I want to listen to a song and I want Flo and them to listen to the same song or playlist, we could share it at the same time, listen to it. Um, on FaceTime, we could all watch a movie together type shit. So oh, wow. there's some little shit on this new um, iOS system. Um, okay. and, uh, and naturally, the 12 and the 13 Pro are designed to, you know, maximize these new features. So um, I actually am getting a new phone. I told y'all that um, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'll give y'all an update as to if this shit is worth it or not. 
But um, shit. <laughs> let me know, bro. I got the twelve already, so um, I ain't in a rush to upgrade. This yeah, shit. you no you gooch patooch. <laughs> I didn't have. I'm chilling, milling, boy. I got this ten, uh, from shit. We on thirteen, so that's three years now. So <sighs> maybe time for me to get a new phone. Oh. Yeah, I mean, if if you need it, man, because you know, if it was working, it's working. Yeah, my the only problem I have with my phone now is it dies very quick, like not quickly. It it gives me a a go a good eight hour, ten hour, twelve hour day, but it dies and it keeps dying at the most inconvenient times. So <laughs> I know the new one is supposed to be like a full twenty four hours or some shit like that. Like it literally don't die type shit. But yeah, that's the thing. My my phone is dying a lot quicker. And the new phone has a terabyte worth of storage. So that's the next thing. That's one of the reasons why I was like, man, I don't know. I (laughs) would probably get it just because of the storage capacity. Like, that shit is wild. It's a computer at that point. Yeah, the storage storage is unbelievable for a phone. A terabyte, bro? That's wild, bro. And I don't think that my... The X technically... Has five G five G compatibility. Like that's the one thing they don't tell you is your phone has to be compatible with five G for you to actually get the benefits of it. Um, I don't know if the the ten had that compatibility. So I definitely know the thirteen does. So um, that's another reason that I might upgrade, especially with the the A fifteen chip. I think they got in the new one, A fifteen or fourteen, something like that. Um, you know. All of that means a different experience for the phone. So, um, I'll let y'all know, man. I'll let you know if it's worth it. I, I know facts. We, we all we we moving on up in in the world. So, and and my birthday's <clears throat> coming up. So maybe it's a birthday gift. But um, shit, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. I hope that you guys were thoroughly enjoyed because we are getting the fuck up out of here. And yes, yeah. this, hour, this is an hour and 30. We haven't given y'all an hour and 30 in a minute, but this That's is an hour and 30. Um, what would dad say? Huh. Well, with all these breakups and these couples and all of this, I would say dad would say, you know what? Matter of fact, I'm going to narrow it down even a little bit more. I saw a quote uh, on, on Instagram earlier, and I've seen it before. It's nothing new, but... Basically, it said, I think it was in lieu of this breakup with Miguel. We are here to experience people. We don't own them. So sometimes it doesn't work out. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Like sometimes that person is only your experience and they're not your forever. Sometimes you meet forevers. And I, I, I hate that people are starting to feel like there is no such thing as a forever there is. There are people that you bump in to in life and you want them to be in your life for forever. You don't want to let them go. And it's just that a lot of us are not having those type of interactions anymore. We're, we're having very superficial things that link us together. And then when those things are no longer there, we are confused, hurt, upset when now this thing is no longer stable and we, we come apart. It's not because that this doesn't exist. There are forever people out there. It's just more so that I think we don't really know how to cultivate that type of relationship anymore. Um, and I'm not just talking about romantic. I'm talking about friendships, too. We don't know how to 
stay in our friends' lives. And a lot of us are like, oh, well, we're growing apart, so fuck it. Nah, if you really fuck with your friend, you're going to find a Like, it's not that you're going to find a way, but if you really, if that's your forever person, y'all are going to grow together. Like, there's going to be times where y'all not going to agree, but y'all going to grow together. And that's, like I said, friendships and uh, relationships. But um, I also agree with the fact that some people are just an experience. And that's why I try not to get mad um, when I think somebody is for me and it doesn't work out. Or I think like, damn, I could really be a great boyfriend to this girl, but she playing games. Like, I don't really concern myself with those things anymore because it's like, maybe you were just an experience. Maybe this was just a three, four month fling. Maybe this was just a two week situation for the both of us to learn a certain thing about ourselves. Maybe this was a three-year thing, but it wasn't a forever thing, and that's okay because now I've learned something from it. So that's what Dad would say. Flo, you got anything for the people before we dip the fuck up out of here? Be safe and enjoy your life, man. That's all I could say. This nigga talking about the nation. Oh, I'm going to fuck him up. Oh, I got your bean pie, nigga. I got your bean pie. And we out. Peace.